Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to Living in the Morning when we wake up with inspiration, commentary, as well as motivation to brighten up your day on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. I'm your host, Olivia Cooper. Um, And before we get started into our story time, let's go ahead and hit our daily dose of inspiration. If you follow us on Instagram, it has already been posted for the day and it says, sometimes holding on does more damage than letting go. Really strong words of wisdom there. I know we have a lot to talk about because if you listen to the last podcast, I told you guys that this podcast would be about my experience with Chick-fil-A. So I need to jump right into that so that we can, you know, get started. So let's get started. So Chick-fil-A, before I display what happened with me and my experience with Chick-fil-A. Just, I want to let you know that this does not reflect how I feel about Chick-fil-A now. And I still, you know, eat from, you know, their establishment. I mean, I go to that, the place that I worked at, but I, you know, I don't mind a chicken sandwich every now and again or a salad, you know, I've eaten less from there because of my diet, but you know, if it's down the street and I'm a little hungry, I'll, you know, I would stop at Chick-fil-A before I stopped at McDonald's. But anyway, it was, I'm going to say junior year. It probably wasn't junior year, but I'm going to say junior year of high school. And I was broke like most high school kids. And I needed a job because I had things to pay for. You know, I had dues to pay for. I had, you know, I was just picking up my phone bill. So I had to, you know, pay my phone bill and all that type of stuff. And so I started looking around for jobs. I applied for Walmart, Food Lion, you know, all those places. Never got a word back. And then someone said, well, why don't you apply to Chick-fil-A? I heard they're hiring. And this, the person who said that was working at Chick-fil-A. So it wasn't, I heard they're hiring. It was like, I work at Chick-fil-A. You should apply to Chick-fil-A. I said, okay, cool. So I go on the internet. And I apply to Chick-fil-A. And then I get a call. Maybe four or five hours later. And I applied in school. So I was leaving school and I got the call. I got the call and they said, okay, we have an interview for you. Um, Come here at this time, at this date. We'll see you then. Good luck. I'm thinking, oh, snap. You know, I'm getting a job. This is it. This is legit. This is for me. So I tell the friend that told me about the job. I said, look, I got an interview. I'm so excited. And she was like, okay, cool. Who did you talk to? And I said, well, I don't remember her name, but I know I, you know, I have an interview on this date. And she's like, okay, cool. Fast forward to the day of the interview. I didn't have a license. I had a permit, I didn't have a license, and I didn't have my car. So my parents drove me to the interview. And um, I get there, they drive off because they had some things to do and they were gonna pick me back up when it was finished. I get to the Chick-fil-A, I walk in and there's some people working or whatever. This is, you know, pre-COVID, so, you know, no mask. There were a lot in buildings, good times, right? So I'm 
I walk in and I ask one of the workers, I said, do you know where you know the manager is? I have an interview today. And the worker, which was a male, was looking at me funny. He was like, oh, okay, well just sit right here. And I was sitting in the booth. I mean, I'm dressed to, you know, hit this interview out of the park, I'm ready. And the manager comes out here and she's like, you have an interview with me? And I said, yes. And she goes, well, I don't have an interview scheduled for today. I'm like, mm, you do. <laughs> I know you do because you called me. And she's like, "You? I called you? I didn't call you. I don't, you know, call for interviews. And I'm like, who? Then where am I? I don't understand. And finally she goes, do you have um, the address for the place you applied to? And I'm like... No, not really. So I go on the website and it was already like one of those tabs that you keep open. So I reopened the tab and lo and behold, I was at the wrong Chick-fil-A. I thought I applied to the Chick-fil-A my friend worked at. So that's the Chick-fil-A I went to. No, no, no. I applied for the Chick-fil-A on the other side of town. Great. So I immediately called my mom. I apologized to Chick-fil-A worker. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do this. Yada, yada. Clumsy me. I call my parents. They come pick me up and they take me to the other Chick-fil-A. At this point, I'm like 15 minutes late because I was waiting in that chair for a long time. Um, so I get to that Chick-fil-A and they interview me. And the interview process is where I knew something was wrong. I got there and... They made me wait for a little while, which, you know, I had done just 15 minutes prior to at the other Chick-fil-A, so nothing new. And finally, I get to the manager and she's talking to me about, you know, um, customer service and being nice. Because, of course, Chick-fil-A has the mentality of, you know, always being super nice and making sure the customer is happy first and foremost. So she's asking about my attitude, if I have any, you know, issues with anger management, that type thing. And then she goes, you have a really nice smile. And I go, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. And I've been to a lot of mock interviews. I've done interviews for competition. Um, so I know what like the standard questions are for interviews, especially for, you know, competition. I've, you know, usually I've, I haven't received a compliment um, to that physical degree, like complimenting someone on their physical appearance. I've never gotten that. Um, so I was like, okay, uh, thank you. Thank you, my, thank you. And she goes, yeah, you have a really nice smile. I think that would be very useful here. And then that concluded the entire interview. So she asked me about if I was nice. And then she said I had a nice smile. And then she said, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. Um, you, I'm sure you have the job. So call back tomorrow and we'll get your, you know, your uniform sizes. And you don't have to pay for the uniform. Matter of fact, I think I have one in the back right now. And she runs in the back. She gets the uniform. I inform her that I can't wear pants. Um, and she's like, okay, cool. Um we could just order you, you know, skirts because we have another girl in here that same way. I said, okay, cool, cool beans. And she goes, okay, but you have to order your own shoes, but we have a catalog. So you just pay us the money, you know, standard 
fast food restaurant stuff. You know, if you've worked at a fast food joint, you have to wear non-slip shoes, you know, uniform. Sometimes you pay for both. Sometimes you pay for just the shoes. Um, so that goes by. I pay for everything that I need to pay for. And I start my first day at Chick-fil-A. My first day was during the school year, so I couldn't work during like the morning time or in the week. I had, it had to be, you know, later in the day. So my shift started at four and didn't end until close. So it was four to close, four to close, five to close, four to close, five to close, that type thing. And the first day was like a four to close. I get there and um, the manager doesn't greet me. It's another African-American man that comes and he greets me. And he's like, hey, I'm, you're Olivia, right? I was like, yeah, I'm Olivia. Well, um, I'm going to be the one that's training you today. Um, let's go ahead and get started. He shows me around the ropes, the back, you know, what to do if someone were to rob us or things like that. And it's very informative. After that, I meet the other manager and, you know, he makes sure that I have contact information, gets all that settled. And then I start to work. First week, I'm, I'm skipping various parts because um, they don't have much of a significance here. But the first week was okay. It was four to close, four to close. I didn't leave Chick-fil-A till maybe 11 o'clock. And usually my closing duty were dishes. And for the first week, I was fine. I was cool with that. They wanted to make sure I have, you know, I was getting the ropes down. That's fine. The second week comes and um, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm, I was hired to be in the front. So I was a cashier. Um, telling people my pleasure, smiling, taking orders, that sort of thing. But as soon as closing time came, I was immediately pushed to the dishes. Now, there was already a dishwasher, hired dishwasher, that's all he did. Um, and he was also African-American. Um, between me, the dishwasher, and the man who trained me, that was all the color that I saw. That was it. No other, no other color. Just these three, three of us, and then the rest were not. Um, which, like I said, is fine. I've attended schools. I've been in, you know, areas where I was the only African American individual. So it wasn't a stretch. Until I worked a day where I saw three African-American black women that came in with Chick-fil-A uniforms. And I was working at the, I was working at the cashier uh, table and they all walked in and they're all holding like a piece of paper. They go into the managing office and this is around closing time. They had just walked in before closing time. They go into the manager's office, talk for a little bit and I'm, you know, washing dishes or whatever. And then they come back out of the office, which is through the kitchen. And they're sitting in the kitchen, you know, talking with some of the employees that work there. I had never seen these women before in my life, but they had uniforms, you know, they had, you know, badges. They apparently were part of the team. And I'm washing dishes and one of them stops me and goes, hey, are you new here? And I go, yeah, I'm new here. And this is the first cordial conversation that had ever been started with me. I was not being spoken to by anyone other than the dishwasher and the man who trained me. 
I was eating lunch by myself. I was taking breaks by myself, that type thing. So she's like, yeah, if you, you're new here? And I said, yes. And she goes, good luck. They don't like us. And I'm like, um, okay, thank you. Like, you know, you never go by somebody's initial, you know, um, comment, not comment. You never go by somebody's initial thought because you never know what they did to provoke or you know what I'm saying. So I said, okay, thank you. I'll keep that in mind. And she goes, no, I'm serious. And then she starts explaining to me how she worked here for a long time and never felt apart or never felt like she felt like she was being discriminated upon and that sort of thing. And now that she's quitting, they don't want her to quit. They are, you know, threatening her, um, but take it at your own risk. Just know they don't like us here. And then she leaves. At that moment, I should have been like, okay, maybe maybe she's right. Because the stuff she was talking about was very um, in-depth. And you could tell that she wasn't lying because the other three, the other two girls that were around her and the dishwasher that was helping me wash dishes weren't denying it. But yet I stayed because I don't believe in quitting anything. Um... So the next day I get there, you know, everything's normal. Again, I don't speak. No one speaks to me. I try to speak to other people, but, you know, that doesn't work. Um, I just work. I wash dishes and I leave. And by that time, me and the dishwasher had had a relationship of just um, being, you know, good friends. So I didn't mind washing dishes because it meant that I got to talk to somebody after that long of a shift. Um then the next week goes by. Of course, I got paid. It wasn't a big paycheck. Um, and then I go into the next week to work again. This is a bi-weekly paycheck. Um, I start working, and there happens to be a shift in employee dynamic. So before, I would talk to people, and they at least say hi. That was it. They wouldn't sit with me or anything like that. But at least they said hi. I would say something now and no response. I would ask help for this, no response. Or I'd get a, you should know by now. And again, I was still working four to close, four to close. I wouldn't get home till 11 or 12, you know, at night. And because I had dishes. That week, I was talking to the dishwasher during the closing shift. And he was saying how, He's just tired of being here. He feels neglected and that he wants to leave. But the way he spoke about it was as if he was enslaved. Like he was saying how he tried to go, he tried to leave, but they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him. And I'm like, man, you can do it. Just get up and go, just leave. And he said, well, I'm taking a trip, taking a vacation. I'll think about it then. He takes his vacation that day. Like after we finish our shift, he takes vacation that day. This is what I knew that everything that everyone was saying was true. The next day, I was at cashier, like I always do. And before we had even closed, the manager pulled me aside and said, why aren't the dishes done? And I'm saying, well, I'm a cashier. When I clocked in, I was told I was a cashier like I usually am. I'm not a, I'm not a hired dishwasher. I do dishes when we've closed. And of course I was professional about it. I didn't buck or anything because I was at, I was genuinely lost in why 
he was asking me why the dishes weren't done. He goes, no, you're the dishwasher. You wash dishes. And that was almost a direct quote. You're the dishwasher. You wash dishes. And he takes me to the back. And the dishes are... If you've ever been into a fast food kitchen, at least the one that I was in, the sink of the... the the bottom of the sink is almost to the floor and the top of the sink is at maybe your waist. It's at my waist and I'm 5'3". So it's that deep of a sink. The dishes were completely full. The sink was completely full with dishes from the bottom of the floor to the top of the sink. Plus there were dishes coming off of the sink up in, like close to the ceiling. Plus there were dishes on the floor. You couldn't even get back to the sink area because of how many dishes were on the floor and all up around the sink. I asked him, where do these dishes come from? Because by the time I go to wash dishes, I mean, the sink is full, but it's from the afternoon slash night shift and basically just the night shift. And he goes, these are the dishes from today, as in morning, afternoon, night. And that's when I get confused. And I go, well, who washes the dishes in the morning? And he tells me straight to my face, you do now. So I either had a choice to say, well, no, I'm not washing dishes. I'm, that's not my job until closing or ask for help. So I said, okay, I'll do the dishes. Sir. I'm so sorry. Like I'm trying to keep a job here. I'd only gotten paid once. I'm trying to keep a job. And I start washing dishes and it's getting time to close. And I had started washing dishes at, I would say, 30 minutes before closing because that's when he called me over. I start washing dishes and no one comes to help me. I've, I've asked a whole bunch of people to help. There are people just sitting around talking, conversating not cleaning, not doing anything. And I've asked to help and they're like, no, you got it, you're good. Or they won't even respond. I am the second to the last person who leaves at Chick-fil-A that night. And that was around 1.30 a.m. because of how many dishes I had to wash. No one helped. No one seemed to care. Those were my dishes. And the next day it was just, it was just worse. I had dishes duty. I had to do a cashier at the same time. And if I wasn't as nice as they wanted me to be, they sent me to the back of the kitchen anyway, which I had seen in the other African-American coworker. Somebody had complained about his attitude and they just immediately, without question, sent him to the back for the rest of the day until his shift was over. That was it. So between that and me doing, you know, dishes that weren't mine and added on, if you weren't, of age to wash knives, you weren't supposed to wash knives. I was not of age, and yet I was cleaning those, you know, kitchen knives all by myself and without protective gloves. So I'd go to school the next day with, you know, blisters on my hand from the water being so hot and me not being able to wear protective gloves because there weren't any there for me, for me. 
But again, I kept going to work because I needed a job. I don't quit. Later that week, um, after you know doing this every day, my mom informed me that we were moving and the people that were going to help us move weren't able to help us move anymore. And it was just her. And I said, well, let me just call off of work and help you. And I said this quickly because in our in my contract, it said basically nine times out of 10, if you call out for you know a reason that's legitimate, you can cut off of work because they had an abundance of workers. There was workers there all the time. Um, and so I called in and I said, hey, my mom needs help moving. I can't come to work on this day. It was in advance. I let her know in advance and I let her know professionally. I called, I emailed, and I texted her that exact same message. And she didn't contact me back until the day of. And she said, no, you can't call out. I said, okay, I hear you. I understand. But is there any way that I can, you know, have someone take my spot, take my shift? Because that's been done before. I had taken other people's shift before. And she says, yeah, if you could, and this is what she said, if you can find someone to take your spot, then yes, you can call out. If you cannot, either come in or you're fired. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the first time I've ever called out. I've been a model employee so far. I've done over and beyond. I've, you know, looked past smart remarks or smart looks or that type thing. And you're gonna fire me just because I can't come in because I have a legitimate issue. So I said, okay. And I start texting everybody that was in those work group chats. Hey, I need somebody to fill in. And all of a sudden, no one's answering in the chats. No one is, you know, responding. And I'm waiting for hours and hours for someone to respond. No one responds. I start individually messaging people. No one. So time comes for me to go to work. And I just decide, you know what? I don't need this this much. I don't need a hundred dollar paycheck for this like it wasn't even a big paycheck it was a mediocre payment for something that was causing stress and pain so i said you know what that's it i'm gonna go in and just you know resign because i don't quit <laughs> i resigned so i went in and i didn't have my uniform on i had my uniform i didn't even bring my uniform let's start there i didn't bring it I was dressed in my regular clothes. I walked in there and manager came out. She came flying out. She's like, where's your uniform? You're supposed to be dressed. This is your shift, yada, yada. And I said, ma'am, can we talk for a moment in private? Cause she was yelling at me in front of customers and in front of employees. So she said, the only private situation I can give you is on one of these tables. So we sit at a, you know, a table in the actual restaurant. We're not in an office. We're not somewhere private. We're in a table in the restaurant and she tells she starts going off on how i need to be dressed for work it's time for work you can't just call out when you want to yada yada this is not um it's not chick-fil-a policy and i opened back the book that she gave me and i read out where it said in my contract that if the reason is legitimate then i can call out and nine times out of ten i can get you know put off or whatever and she's like that doesn't apply to you okay <laughs> all right 
And so I go, okay, that's fine. That's all well and fine. And I tell her, I said, well, ma'am, I have done everything I was supposed to do according to this contract. And I'm calling out today. I was just coming to tell you in person that I'm calling out today. And she goes, if you leave, you're fired. And I said, you know what? You don't have to do that. And I give her a letter. I'd already written. I'm a fan for letters. If you know me well, you know I've written letters to a lot of people that I felt were injustice towards me. And I gave her a letter of resignation that I already typed out, signed, ready to go. You know, displaying that I was no longer working here. And I said, you know what? Here you go. You have a nice day. And I walked out. And that was probably the best decision that I ever made. I I mean, I'm not a quitter. And it hurt for me to even type that letter out and say that I'm not doing this anymore. Because I'm really adamant for doing um, something and following through. But at the same time... To, feel, to wake up every day, go to work, and feel like I was worth less than everyone else in that room. To be treated differently. And I'm not going to say that they were um, racially biased or and things like that. Because I wasn't there long enough to have a term. But I do know that I felt like I was being racially profiled. Intentionally or unintentionally, that's what I felt. And I wasn't going to sit there and be a victim to it for an $80 check, for a $125 check. That's just not how that's going to work. Bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Yeah, no, not me. Not I. You have the wrong one. (laughs) I'd rather be broke. But, you know, when a door shuts, another one opens. And I, even though I was looking for jobs, money was coming my way. Even though I was, you know, broke, heavy quotations on broke, you know, I wasn't, my bank account wasn't empty. There was money being put in, you know, there was things happening in my life that allowed me to have money to do things I needed to do, which just solidified that I didn't need Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A needed me. Chick-fil-A needed me. That's that's solely the reason I'm entertaining of why they would replace me. That's it. That's it. Finito done. Wrapped like a burrito. That's it. That's it. They needed me. Long story short, I'm not getting racially profiled and, you know, having justice towards me and my skin color for a hundred dollar check. So sorry. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. I have enough to deal with as a woman in this society for free. I'm not getting paid to get judged for free. So I'm definitely not going to be overly judged for a weak check. That's just not how that's going to roll. But you know, all things work out. I'm living my best life out here. Independent contractor, making my own money, my own hours. You know, living what I call the best life I can live in this particular moment in my life. And I'm happy for it. Well, that concludes today's podcast of living in the morning. I'm so glad that I could be a part of your day. Be safe, know your worth, and most of all, 
have a good morning.